Channel Tribune, Thursday the 30th of August, 2018. A love story from the hills to Titanic City. 70 years ago, a young Terman woman, Annie, in a Tyrone goo patsy, took the train from Derry to start a new life in Belfast. They met up post-World War II in Port Rouge for Annie and her Donegal sisters, the blacksmith's daughters from a small farm in Doon Terman. We're working in various hotels in the famous holiday resort near the Giants Causeway. Patsy was a taxi driver from Plumbridge in Tyrone, working in the busy holiday resort for the summer. The four sisters had a plan. Previously they had worked in Derry and Ned Port Rush, with the plan being to take the well-worn path for Donegal people, to gather up a few pounds and take the Derry boat to the Gallagate in Glasgow a journey taken by thousands since the famine times and become part of the Donegal diaspora on Clydeside. They were excited as all 18 year olds would be but also a little sad at leaving home as they knew this move would probably be for life. But for one of the sisters, Annie, fate would play a part which would redirect her life path. On a night out to Advance and Dungiven, the young taxi driver took a shandier but she was with another boy Although this didn't deter the intrepid taxi driver. So the next night he drove them, he made sure he dropped the boy off first on the way back to Port Rush. Annie then announced to her sisters that she'd met this boy and would temporarily postpone her immigrant plans for a few weeks and then follow them to Glasgow. But you know the best laid plans and all that. As they say, the rest is history. The Tyrone taxi driver and the Donegal waitress got on famously. So well that Patsy suggested Belfast might be a great place for work after World War II. And not far away, although in 1946 it wasn't just round the corner. The three sisters headed off to spend the next 60 years in the west of Scotland. And Annie and Patsy did likewise to Belfast. Such are the little quirks of fate which determine how our lives pan out where we are domiciled. It's fascinating, say la vie. The sisters created a life in Scotland, two married Donegal men and Francis, married an Italian with a fam- future famous name, Zavaroni. And with their children and grandchildren became part of that Donegal diaspora, which is such an integral part of Scottish society, although not always accepted by the locals in a bitterly sectarian society. Meanwhile, Annie and Patsy headed north on the train to Belfast from Derry and arranged digs not far from the train station in York Street. Then later moved up the Ormer Road to Annadale Flats. Yeah, as anyone who knows Belfast well, their geography was a bit dodgy. In 1962, due to the efforts of the then hard-working councillor, but who would disgustingly end up with a knighthood for services to Thatcher during the hunger strike, one Jerry Fitt. A house with three bedrooms, a kitchen and toilet was acquired. It must have felt like moving from Ballymun to Ballsbridge. The move would eventually lead to permanent residence in what was then a new estate called Turf Lodge, built to accommodate the burgeoning niceness population in the Lower Falls in inner city Belfast. The estate was so new the footpaths and the gardens hadn't even been laid when they moved in, but they happily settled. Country people domiciled in working class Belfast. But if you think about it, all big cities are made up of country people who migrated for economic reasons over the centuries.
That was their home for the next 40 plus years. The good times and bad. Honest, hard-working country folk. Patsy drove trolley buses, lorries and taxis all her life. His life till a heart attack put bed to the driving at 59, but which led to a career change at 60. And he made a job out of his passion for gardening for the next 15 years. He was a gardener par excellence around the gardens of the estate and even over to his ex-boss's mansion on the Malone Road on occasion. Annie worked away in hotels, the Midland and the Grand Central, and then as the wee school patrolwoman down the Glen Road for 20 years. Both never missed a day's work in their lives, decent, conscientious, hard-working country people. As life takes its natural course, it's hard to imagine that the wee, woman taking the wee old woman taking the kids from St. Teresa's across the road every day was once this beauty walking down Royal Avenue circa 1947, not long after arriving in the city. Indeed, she wouldn't be behind the board and telling you she was once the finest looking girl in Donegal. She, of course, had plenty of little idiosyncrasies in her own way of doing things, but she was a rock in times of crisis, especially when her dear grandchildren were abandoned by their mother at a tender age. We all love our mother, it's a given, it's unconditional love, and to paraphrase Annie herself, sang many times from a Brady Geller song, you never miss a mother's love till she's buried beneath the clay. She had actually lost her own mother at 13, giving birth to her 14th child on Christmas Day, 1937. Both mother and child died as did seven of the 14 over the years personifying the curse of child mortality in those days long ago. Belfast in the 70s wouldn't have been the place they imagined they were going to spend their lives. To be honest, it probably turned into a nightmare of sorts. Foreign soldiers landed in the streets as civil disobedience morphed into armed struggle, and Turf Lodge was right in the middle of it. But Annie and Patsy took it all in their stride. They worked away and brought up their family and spent a few weeks every summer in Terman. Their home in Belfast, like virtually every other house in the estate, had its doors kicked in by the Paris and Marines and searched. They suffered from the effects of CS gas and like everyone else, they helped the young people who resisted the army occupation. They banged the bin lids when the troops came marauding for men on the run in the middle of the night. They resented soldiers from foreign shores patrolling their streets. Their obnoxious xenophobic attitude totally unacceptable. These innocent, peace-loving country people joined with their new city neighbours to resist latent colonialism at the end of the 20th century. The 70s would also see them visiting the cages in Long Cash on a regular basis as the youth of West Belfast took up residence there. The early 80s would see them follow the funeral cortege of Bobby Sands as their daughter played the bagpipes, which later led her to suffer threats from extreme loyalists which affected her life. Not all victims of conflict are physical. Unfortunately, the ravages of time took its toll on the gardener, driver and the school patrol woman. And in 2003, they moved back to Donegal in her old blacksmith's cottage, where she was born just after partition in 1924. Annie, a tough old Donegal woman, was ravaged by Alzheimer's, that horrible, horrible way to end her life. Patsy, our lifelong partner since the night he got a quick cuddle in the taxi all those years ago in Portrush became her main carer. For the next four years he cared for her with a commitment that deserved a medal, but all in the name of love. 
For the first time in my life, I understood what love really meant. The old cottage was a home again after many years. Turf fires blazing, kettle always on the boil. A friendly welcome for neighbours passing by. We Jimmy Cannon, Paddy Glacken, Ellie Gracie, Danny and Miley Kane, just up the lane. Paddy Sally, Seamus and Grace, we Harry and Mora. Memories of the old raking house when the fiddle, stew and potching were in full flow as old Glacken and old Johnny Russell would hold a tune. Sadly, there wasn't going to be a happy ending to this story. Unfortunately, Patsy got hit by pancreatic cancer in the summer of 2007 and died within a month. The last night in the old cottage, he lay in the special bed provided by the HSE and great curators beside Annie for the last time. It was heartbreaking and more so the next morning as we took him to hospital and Annie to St Eunan's nursing home in Letterkenny both leaving the old cottage and doing on the same day, never to return, and it closed up for the last time. You don't want many days like that in your life. Patsy passed away in early September, over a decade ago, Annie just over two years later in 2010. She was 85, Patsy 81. Funny enough, while I was never home for Annie, that was always the wee blacksmith's cottage in Donegal, despite being 60 years away. But Belfast and more so the great community and streets of Turf Lodge were their home for most of their long lives, almost 60 years. But they settled in a strange environment like many Donegal and Tyrone people before them. They embraced the immigrant life albeit it was only in the six counties and it became their life. It can't have been easy for them, especially when the conflict kicked in, but they were great pragmatists and realists. They were also great parents, Annie and Patsy, my mum and dad.